This is a World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday, the 7th of August, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Daxa. And I'm Grail. <laughs> and we're <laughs> caught in a time warp. Yeah, you know I can't just let that go, even though we're going <laughs> to fix it in post. I hate you so bloody <laughs> You just talk amongst yourselves we while I fix the fan. Solid, you know, thirty, you know, probably about a minute into our going along until we notice that hey, the microphones aren't going out. <laughs> solid. Um, let's see, what were you covering? You were covering the fact that once you click on chat, you come into IRC. You can also contact us by sending us email. Yes, yes. that was all all covered in the automated uh, robotic opening. Okay, good. However, it doesn't cover the amazing and incredible producer in the That's IRC. Right. The Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you have something to bring to our attention during the show, please do not send PMs to the hosts. Please send a personal message to the aforementioned Barry VA, and he will bring it to our attention. So, Iolites in Vegas, Gwenora's in Hawaii. And that was covered. Yeah, and we, uh, we, I think we hate them both equally. Yeah. And what's um, with the IRC? I can't get in. Uh, can't help you with that. Okay. Yeah. We're not, uh, the server's not here in the building anymore, so we're not overtaxed <gasps> oh, or anything. Oh, no. Okay, well, that's good then. So, so if you can't yeah. get in, that must be uh, you. Issues. Yeah. Issues. Yep. We have the issues. Yeah. Uh, so, as usual, we have the station-wide programmatic announcements. Right. Uh, coming up this Friday, we have a, for the foreseeable future of Fridays, it looks like, we have episodes of Alpha Geek Interviews. woo this week, we've got Marion Call, the lovely and talented singer-songwriter, geek goddess, nerd queen, you name it. Check out the front page of vtwproductions.com for details on that one. The week after, we have 
Stephen Toulouse, also known as the Xbox 360 Banhammer and all-around entertaining guy. And the week after that, we have Phil, Bad Astronomer, Plate coming on. Check out the uh, forums for details and links to their sites to study up on who's coming to be interviewed and why it's going to be awesome. And I believe that's all the programmatic announcements we have, because much of it was covered in the automated fashion of the new intro. Yes, it is the end of the world. (laughs) Gnomewise finished an intro. That's amazing. And I looked as he opened the seventh seal. (laughs) (laughs) It is the end of days. No, actually, you know, all it takes is late night boredom and my wife going out of town uh-huh. uh, kids go to bed and hey I've got some time to actually get some crap done Yay. what a concept Sweet. and the only reason I'm unimpeded on my uh, radio making right now is because Daxa's holding the baby right who is way way more content being yeah. held by you than her own father well, she right. looks like she's getting close to uh, oh she's she's deliberately time. I'm a pillow yeah. I'm not touching that <laughs> your husband is right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm Arms touching speech. that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay then. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the uh, topics for discussion and for listener call-in were kind of handed to us yeah, on a silver beautiful. platter yes. this week. Yes, yes, a little bit. Uh, thank you, Blizzard. <laughs> For two separately made but undeniably connected announcements about their much-anticipated upcoming product, Diablo 3. Very anticipated, yeah. Yes. We've been waiting for how many years, Dave? Many. Many, many, many. many I think you can count it in decades now. Yes. Close to Duke uh, Nukem status there. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Not quite as as bad and and less vaporware and more actual product. But our friends at Blizzard have announced that as a feature, air quotes, feature, feature of Diablo 3 will be a four real money RL Cashola auction house. Right. For buying gear from other players and for selling to other players gear that you have farmed that you cannot use or just want to make money off of. Strangely, a day or so later came another announcement. (laughs) Diablo 3 will be closed to all modding. There will be no modding allowed of Diablo 3. And it is a you-must-be-online-at-all-times, even-to-play-single-player mode, which is a much-loved and cherished feature of modern video games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And it's not difficult to stretch your mind as to why these two announcements, or three announcements, really, are connected, because... Can you really connect a real money auction house to a game that has been hacked to pieces by modders? Right. So here we have an interesting wrinkle. Sony did something very similar with this long time ago with EverQuest 2. They had the exchange, Sony Exchange, where you could elect to play your character on an exchange-enabled server... Mm-hmm. And do exactly this. Yeah. Farm gear, sell it to other people in an auction house style setup outside of the game. Sure. Sony takes a cut. You make money. They spend money. Seems to have been working out pretty good for Sony. The nice deal there was you could elect to play on a non-exchange enabled server and right. have a more traditional MMO experience. Right. 
and I believe gold farming on exchange servers, at least uh, for exchange for uh, EQ two, vanished right around that point. Oh yeah, because what's the point? What's the, the point when you can buy it legitimately? Exactly. Yeah. So perhaps Blizzard is trying to go down this same road here, but they're doing it interesting in, in, in a dungeon crawl. Yeah. Game. What? You guys are more the Diablo players than I, so I'm going to shepherd Arch Nemesis up to her bed now. She is <laughs> oozing off of your shoulder, and you begin our discussions on the whole real-life money auction house in Diablo 3. Yeah, it's well, it, it kind of caught me off guard. I mean, my first instinct was to look and see if it was April 1st. Yeah, because no kidding. Because that's the way that story you know, grabbed me. And then it's like, well, maybe it didn't come from a reputable site, but the link's from MMO Champion, which is usually pretty solid in terms of their news. Yeah. So what we're left with is having to assume this is definitely the direction they're going in. From my recollection of playing Diablo and Diablo 2, there was, I mean, you have two sides to it. One, you're losing the modding ability, which a lot of the mods were trainers or they were things meant to basically make the game easier. Um, But there were other mods that were just interface mods or things to make uh, managing your inventory and stuff like that easier as well. So you're losing that entire component of a game, especially one that's going to force you to be online anytime you play you know interface design or redesign or customizing your interface is a big chunk of any game that has you online all the time yeah so it seems like that's gonna definitely cause a bit of a detriment to uh to i mean it just cuts out an entire modding community that would have been built up for diablo in terms of actually using money for stuff I don't know. That one's I'm, I'm kind of torn on because I had forgotten about the EQ two days right. where they did do that. So, it, I mean, it has precedence. But in an MMO. In an MMO. MMO. But, I mean, you could argue that this is something that's going to have you persistently online no matter what. No matter what you're doing, you're going to be online the whole time. So you, could, you have to be to maintain a, the integrity of the game versus hackers. It's a, it's a faux MMO at that point. Yeah. A faux MMO. FOMO. Trademark. Grailish. <laughs> yeah. Speak, yes. Do you speak? Did, did you even notice what I titled the episode the other day? Yes, I, I saw that. Uh, okay, good <laughs> I saw it. FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm torn because looking, glancing really quickly through the articles, it's not forced. You can still use gold to buy stuff as well. That's an in-game currency. Farm you farm the money yeah. yourself, and so right. it's you can use that or real money, money. Real money. I guess um, it would just depend on how many. I mean, you could have a lot of stuff out there, but if no one's willing to buy it, you're not going to make any money. So I guess it just depends on what kind of economy is out there that people are going to be willing to spend money right now on pixelated items. Yeah. Purple pixels, baby. Yeah. Purple pixels. This is different than like, you know, I don't know. If you have to spend money on everything, like just think about it, buying your armor, buying your weapons, buying your whatever potions, that might get a little... Oh, yeah. A bit much. It's microtransactions all over the place if you really dove into it. Um, My question, though, is going to be, number one, do we have the ability... Is there going to have the ability to say, I only want to sell this item for gold or I only want to sell it for real currency? I would assume. So you you should be able to designate, but again, that that remains to be seen. So maybe... So if they have that in there that you know that'll have an interesting effect on the economy because now you could have people that only are going to sell the top tier items for cash and so the only way you're going to see proliferation of top Top tier tier items items is by people that actually have cash to to pay out for Uh Mm. um 
Which, Separation of class. Yeah. And class. Which Cla- is kind of a crazy. Class divide in Diablo 3. My, my, I'm going to do my uh, dissertation on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, it's because, like I said, I, I, I didn't know about this until we walked in today and you mentioned it to us. So oh, I, thought, still, see, I thought this would have shown up on your radar before. No, now. I'm, I'm still kind of Diablo prof. 3 wonk. You don't understand. My entire. Oh gaming world right now is focused on Star Wars The Old Republic. <laughs> <laughs> I have not looked at it. In fact, a friend of mine last night mentioned the fact, like, you know, Diablo 3 is coming out. It's like, yeah, you know, I really haven't even thought about it because I've been so focused on The Old, Old Republic. Republic. Yes. But, none, you know, getting back to the, the discussion at hand, you know, the, the flip side to it is, of course, if you want to, you can always just level your character and go after these items yourself. There's nothing stopping you. Way. Yeah, there's nothing. It's, it's different from an MMO doing it in that you can... You should, I would imagine, be able to go out and get these items by yourself or whatever the maximum grouping, which is, I don't know, it's going to be four to eight, I would imagine. No idea. Not sure what the, if somebody in IRC knows the actual. Black Void, help us out here. Yeah. What, we'll the, what the cap seconds. is. Yeah, exactly. On uh, groups in there. But still, it's nothing like 25-man raid or 40-man raid to get right. some, and getting to the last boss of that raid and getting some getting rare a random drop, drop. And yeah. you win it, and then you put it on the auction house. I mean, that's a lot of effort that goes into that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm surprised that they would kill the modding community. That's my first my first visual reaction is... They had to, though. I mean, yeah. you, 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 I understand you can't why. allow people to access to the API if you're going to be charging real money and taking a cut for in-game items because it just they've they saw what the modding community did to right. and I won't, I won't say did with what they did to diablo and diablo 2 i mean all the incredibly creative ways they came up with for duping items <laughs> um and, and just that was silly <laughs> and, and, and they are wisely i think saying yeah there's always going to be a, a modder out there who's smarter than we are, who will find a way around whatever protections we put in place. So if we are going to have this auction house, mm-hmm. we cannot have a modding community. And they've elected to go the way of the dollar. Bobby, I, I, I feel the hand of Bobby. Six million dollars <laughs> in this one saying, oh, hey, yeah. if we're taking a cut of each of these transactions, they're looking over at Sony Online Entertainment saying, hmm, I wonder what the revenue stream on the exchange servers is. And so they just assassinated the modding community in favor of the almighty dollar. That's what I take away from this entire thing. I don't care as much about the effect on the game itself. I care more about what this says about Blizzard as a company. Oh, yeah. And where their priorities are now stated to be in large capital letters, money greater than community. And so many community members come from that modding community and fans and and people who contribute other things, not just mods, to the community. I look at this as a turning point for Blizzard where we will look back at this and say, here's where it started. Here's where Blizzard stopped being a cool company and started being an overtly money-grubbing corporate entity. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think you could even trace the roots of this back to the pets for sale. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that didn't... But take it didn't a, affect. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't an actual... That was, that was an entirely changing. optional sure. thing that had zero effect on gameplay. They've been very studious about avoiding money for items that would actually affect gameplay. Right. And this is a total reversal on that. Within a totally different game, granted... But it strikes me as a philosophy change within the company's outlook 
where they'd rather have the dollar than the good vibe and good community that comes out of having a strong modding community. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it makes me sad to hear about this. Even though I'm not a Diablo player, um, I don't understand as big of a deal you know, how the item drops and transactions work within the dungeon crawler style game. Right. I kind of took a step back and said, well, what does this just say about their attitude towards their customer base? And it says we're, we're just wallets to don't them really now. Don't really care. Yeah. So yeah. A, moment of, a moment of silence and sadness oh. for, the, for the passing of the blizzard that was. <laughs> and we now look forward to whatever they're going to become. We'll see if they stick to their guns on this or if they... Change, change their mind. Up. We'll see what you know, we'll see what comes in the, before the launch of the game. There's definitely room for change. Okay. So I, I can't be the only one, I can't be the only one that feels this way about this. Who have, who have oh, yeah. seen this for what this is? Well, and yeah. if they see a lot of people not buying, like we said, we haven't even thought of Diablo to tell you the truth yeah. in forever. And if they see a lot of people not really all that interested in it, maybe or saying, well, because of this, I'm not even going to oh, bother with that, your yeah. game. I'm going to go play this other company's game who's not doing dick moves like this. Yeah. Then. It definitely affects my view of it, for sure. I mean, it makes me a little more... I don't know. It, it, the, the, my initial reaction is definitely kind of put off by it. You know, they when did you, what? When you think through it, maybe it's well, not your, as bad. Your reaction literally was, when I told you, yeah. you your reaction was, what? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in fact, I, we even have a drop-in that, that covers this nicely. <laughs> it goes along these lines. Are you smoking mm-hmm. crack? Yes. So Barry, Barry, Barry VA from yeah. the I think you spotted the same one. That well, I, I was actually going to say Boba Fetish mentioned it was going to be eight people groups. So okay. that was something we asked. Uh, Barry VA mentions that the uh, cash for mounts does in fact have an in-game feature, <laughs> yeah. which it allows him to spot morons. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that retarded horse. Yes. <laughs> uh, now it's, 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 it's that retarded flaming lion. Flaming thing. lion. Yeah. Whatever it's called. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, no, it's, I mean, and that was the other question raised immediately is, what does this mean for World of Warcraft? Exactly. Uh, For the moment, nothing. Nothing. But depending on the success of this, I'm sure, and the revenue that Blizzard generates, I'm sure is going to definitely give them pause to think. Why shouldn't we? Maybe we should. And, you know, hey, it's, there's all these sites out there, the illegal gold sites and such that do it already. Why don't we just take a cut and make it? Legal. Well, I mean, there's there's a, a big assumption in the gaming community uh, that Titan, their secret MMO, hopefully that we'll hear something about uh, at BlizzCon this year, yeah. is going to have built in from the ground up the support for this exact kind of oh, sure. uh, auction house for real money because they, they will single-handedly kill any possibility of a gold farming business mm-hmm. by having it built right into the game right. from day one. Right. A, it just remains to be seen whether they're going to, Blizzard will just simply offer, give me $50 and I will give you 5000 in-game gold, yeah. or restrict it to player-to-player transactions of people who create in-game gold by farming it can sell it for RL money, but it yeah. more maintains the uh, encapsulation of the economy. Because if you can just buy and create money, Mogflation is just going to go oh, crazy. Yeah. Sure. The people with the credit cards will be there saying, flood the, uh, 
market with cash, and the people who are trying to just grind it in game will be hopelessly buried mm-hmm. in this created money. It's like well, it's like the the Fed printing money. It's yeah. not, a, not a good yeah. thing for inflation. And then you'll well, see, yeah, item prices go through the roof. And fraudulent accounts will go through the roof. But can you, you can you imagine? I mean, do you really want to use your own credit card to buy you know a hundred thousand gold if you're a thief and can get a hold of someone else's credit card to use? That's already I mean, a major yeah feature right. of these gold selling sites is. If you go and buy gold, it is more or less a guarantee that someone is going to attempt identity theft on of you. Of course. Mm-hmm. Because you just handed your vital statistics and credit card number to someone who is, at the very least, unethical. Yes. Yeah. And almost certainly criminal in their outlook on life. Absolutely. Because the, the vast majority of gold these days is not generated through botting. You don't see bots no. in game anymore. It is through account theft. Right. So a huge amount of malware has been created to steal MMO accounts. And the gold selling sites are just barely disguised harvesting tools for credit card information. And then identity theft proceeds later on that month. So if you can get rid of all that and just cut off its ability to exist or why anyone would bother choosing going to the fly-by-night site versus the legitimate company that you have recourse against if there's ever a problem who's unlikely to sell your personal details for identity theft which would you choose for the same or less money hmm right this is not a difficult one people no and i mean it it comes it's definitely part of what activision is looking to do they've already announced they're going to offer a monthly fee for modern warfare 3 to have a premium service which they give you all these things for having it but nonetheless they're looking to even expand it out not just into mmos or things that have you online but into first person shooters into their games i'm sure most american game companies are enamored by asian companies that have so many little transactions for their games but they're ongoing really want to bring that over here and bring that mentality the idea of oh i'm I'm, i only pay for you know they want you to feel like i'm only paying for it when i'm using it a la carte and but if you really love the game you play it for years you just Mm -hmm. paid for the game 17 times over versus the old model which was you buy the game and then you had the game and then came the mmos where you buy the game then you had a small monthly fee right and they'd love to transition to the, it's just a monthly fee. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, you just download the, the game client and pay your monthly fee. And the, all the, from a Blizzard standpoint, all the uh, mechanization is already in place. You go to battle.net and you can, once you've registered your game code, you can re-download that game however often you like. Yeah. They've even redesigned in WoW the active downloader where it downloads just the barest framework of the game to get you rolling as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And then as you oh, right. zone into areas, it quickly tries to download the rest of it. Um, so they've obviously been building the infrastructure to support exactly that model of we don't have to pay for packaging. We don't have to pay retailers. We don't have to. You just come yeah. to our website where we maintain right. a massive server with a huge pipe. You download the game and, and give us money, and yeah. the world is a happy place. Right. So, yeah, and this I think this the Diablo real life auction house thing is definitely a part of that plan of if people are going to be doing these things around our games anyway, we might as well make them legit. And we might as well take our cut because hell, we design and we maintain right. the damn game and the server, so why shouldn't we? I have no problem with that whatsoever. I dislike this side effect, which is, well, we can't let you mod our game anymore. Right. Yeah. 
Exactly. Because right. some of the most fun I have ever had playing, especially first-person shooters. Yeah. But games in general have been mod maps and just yes. been the sure. complete conversions of games. And to see the be- possible beginnings of that going away, well, just, maybe I feel very do, a pang of, oh, no, don't do that. Is they'll do kind of like the app store where if you create an app, you they've got to kind of run it through them first and then if it works then they put it on and of course the they get a cut and they get a cut and or maybe even, even if they do an like app that. store style thing where you can put it up for free but it has to pass through all their security right. checks and all that yeah so. and make sure you're not doing things i could see an app you know everyone looks at the apple app store model and says hmm that's quite something. Yeah. Yes. We need to get us one of them. Yes. And Blizzard Activision could be saying the exact same Maybe? thing. As, you know, hey, yeah. We could have a central app store for game clients and mods. Yep. Right. But since they're not there yet, they've had to just simply declare Diablo 3 no mod. moddable. No mod. Right. Because I'm sure they don't want to delay the, rela- the launch of it. No. To and, any, any further. Right. Yeah, any longer. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> hey. So we'll see where this goes. Um, exactly. But for, you know, for now, my, my initial reaction when thinking about it has been very negative. Yeah. Of a, oh, Blizzard, you've been so good to us for so long. Yes. Don't don't go down this road. I know shareholders want bottom line, and right. corporations, by their very nature, are sociopathic entities. All they really care about is what does the number at the bottom of the spreadsheet say, and they don't particularly care how they get there. This is why so many sociopaths make great CEOs because they, <laughs> they flourish in that environment. They really don't feel any kind of ill will towards people. They just say, well, no, I, I need to get this done and you were in the way of that, so bye-bye. And I don't feel that, bad about that because, well, I'm a sociopath, but I'm a really successful sociopath. So, Bobby. We were talking about Bobby here. Yes. <laughs> Put a name on it. I know. He's very good at making money. The man is a tremendous businessman. And I don't think that's necessarily all you need if you want to be, if you want to maintain the level of reverence that we have for Blizzard. Yes. And we look at the Blizzards and the Valves of the world and we say, we like you because we can tell that you are us. You, you, you love the games, as to, you love making the games and right. playing them as much as we love playing them. And to see that being eroded makes me go, meh. Yes, I'm I'm a typical consumer. I want it all. I want it now. I want it free. It's all. It is in fact all about About me. Of course, it is. So anyway, that brings us neatly to the end. Even though we were forced to start a little late by (coughs) Showax. Yes. Um, Those other guys on the network. I know who had this girl on there today. This girl who sent us our next segment. Yes, she's back from vacation. Yes, you. All right. So we do have. A new episode of Northrend News from Amelia Overbay Day, the amazing Magenta Blade. Yes. This episode is episode 62, entitled Rebound, and we will be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. 
To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to NGR. Gadgets and premier news source. Welcome to Northrend News, a proud partner of Casually Hardcore on VTWProductions.com. In today's headlines, Northrend News throws off the shackles of Nasty Goblin Radio, thanks to an emergency grant courtesy of the Cenarian Circle. If we can't have gnome druids... Archdruid Tema Moonfang says... Then at least we can have gnomish radio. <coughs> but first, all of Outland is buzzing with the opening of a new theme park in Shadowmoon Valley which critics are calling a clever and lucrative ploy by the Burning Legion to suddenly go mainstream. Acclaimed for its molten lava log rides, the Kiljaden spinning merry-go-round, the twisting nether rocket ride, and a ferris wheel which lifts adventurers high over the Black Temple itself, the so-called Illidan's Paradise Park opened with a bang this week as adventurers from the Horde and Alliance lined up for first-class tickets inside the park or mobbed the Ferris wheel for an up-close look at the betrayer himself. When asked about the reasons for his sudden return to Outland, Yeah, shouldn't he be dead now? Illidan replied that the money was too good to pass up, a statement which caused many goblins waiting outside the park to declare him the honorary trade prince of Shadowmoon Valley. If your travels take you near the Black Temple this week, be sure to stop by Illidan's Paradise Park for a two-for-one coupon for the park's edible specialties, Gnome on a Stick, Fried Goblin, and Torin Burgers. Good story there, Blinky. Thanks. You know, the Steam Needle Cartel is willing to pay a pretty price for Northrend News, and we offer medical benefits, a gold-tooth dental plan, and dynamite hazard pay. And how long before you force us to become a horde-only news source, hmm? Or blow us up like you did with Kazan. Hey, that wasn't us. That was the Bilgewater Cartel. And really, Deathwing blew them out of the water. I'm gonna blow you out of the water if you don't get out of our studio. Oh, yeah? Why don't you make me? Fine by me. Hey, now put down the poultry, Isa, and let's talk about this. Out! From Nomugan to the Fizzcrank airstrip and the twisting nether to Toshley's station, this is Northrend News. High creativity, low technology. For your weekly fix of tabletop and live-action role-playing games, Difficulty Check 2nd Edition. Available for podcast download every Thursday. www.vtwproductions.com Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. So, for our listener call-in segment at the end of the show, that topic we just covered is what we want to hear from you guys on. So how do you feel about Blizzard's uh, change in attitude towards real-life uh, money transactions and their games, and the side effect it has had on the obliteration of an entire modding community? Yeah. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> So warm up your copies of Skype and warm up your 
thinking caps for expressing your opinions in a sane and thought-provoking way. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. That's what we're all about. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Get the memo? It's good to have a mission. That's right. I didn't get the memo. (laughs) But I digress. Oh, boy. So we have a rather expansive research thread, and the title of it is quite nice because it's the AIDS Getting Married Edition. Yes. Right. And by now, AIDS should be should well and be truly married. married at this point. So he says, sorry, not a lot of time this week. AIDS and his better half, Claire Bear, got, I hope, because this was written before the day, right. married yesterday, the Saturday the 6th of August. Edit. <laughs> yes, we got married, and it was a fabulous day. My wife looked so wonderful. Oh, cute. So, obviously, mm-hmm. we have submissions this week from AIDS. Mm-hmm. Fangs. And Sean Castor, who's uh, now sporting a very brony, family, friendly uh, forum avatar. Mm-hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. And, of course, because <clears throat> I get to say the name now, Boba Fetish. Yes. Yes. All right. And then there was commentary from Barry V.A., but not a whole lot of contribution. Not exactly contribution. He just likes getting his name in the reading because, you know, being mentioned at the very first thing on every uh, single freaking show enough. is just not enough for him. Yeah. Nope. When we remember. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean we? Well, yeah. What we, white man, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's true. Oh, I remember. I just don't mention what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the sound of Grail being slapped. Yep. Ow. <laughs> Moving right along. Yes. Does anyone have a particular story they want to begin with, or shall I go? Um, I have a a small story. Mine won't take too long. So I picked um, the Meet the 99-Year-Old Video Game Master. 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 So 99 years old. So um, what the article basically says is the average gamer is approximately 37 years old because if they started when Pong came out, it was about... 40 years ago, and most people are about 40 years old. Well, what happened is um, Japan Probe caught up with a 99-year-old woman who is hooked on on a hobby at the tender age of 73. So she started playing at 73 with her grandkids when they brought home a copy of uh, Bomberman for (laughs) NES. For the original Nintendo Entertainment System, or the Famicom, as it would be over there. Exactly, because it's the Japanese version. Mm -hmm. So then she was so intrigued that she gave it a shot, and she's been playing it several hours a day since then. So for 26 years. Starting it in her 70s. Starting at This woman has been playing Bomberman and can now play it in her sleep. Plus, she got some nifty benefits from it. Basically that um, they credit her Bomberman sessions with helping her keep her mind sharp and her fingers strong enough to still thread needles. Wow. Yeah. Hand-eye coordination, baby. Hand-eye coordination. Wasn't wasn't that the argument we always use for our parents? All right. (laughs) Just improve my hand-eye coordination. I'm going to be a pilot someday. (laughs) She's also adept at blowing things up. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Unintended side effect. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess the next uh, there was an uh, uh, towards the end of the, the um, article they also mentioned a gentleman who's 85 years old who currently holds the Guinness World Bo- uh, Guinness World Record for the most perfect games of Wii Sport Bowling, um, and he's a mere spring chicken at 85. I see. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> kids these days, kids. I tell you. So, so play games, kids. It makes you grow old and stay sharp. Okay. <laughs> 
I, I would love to be a, a, a an old fart making money off the real life auction house in the exactly. super super immersive <laughs> brain electrode MMO of the future. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you're so, well, but see, here's the thing: if that's all your mind, your mind will stay sharp, but your the rest of you is not gonna be very useful. Gamers don't need legs. <laughs> Gamers need legs. No, because we have a news story here how this guy's leg killed him after gaming. His leg killed yeah. him? Yeah. Man dies from blood clot after a marathon gaming session. He threw a clot. Which this is what happens to people who sit for long periods of time. Uh, right. Why they always advise you to, to get, get up, up and move around when you're on a long flight uh, because you will develop a clot, usually one of the major arteries or veins in your leg, and then you stand up and it goes to your lungs or your brains and kills you on the spot, which is what happened to this guy. He sat still for a really long time, gaming marathon session, stood up, threw a clot, and croaked. So if you don't wow. have if you don't have legs, you couldn't throw a clot from your legs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, see I see where you're going. So with that. interestingly, okay. though, they had this story on the news here locally, and because I had somebody at work and told me about this story, and because they, they were saying that when they first brought it up, and this is standard media representation, uh-huh. it was Xbox and lots of shows of video games, and this Xbox, is what, this and is what killed Xbox man. kills man. Was uh-huh. the lead oh of the God. story, <laughs> like. You know, an Xbox can kill you if you swing it hard enough. Right, yes. right. If it exactly. falls on your head exactly. from a great height. Um, <laughs> you know, if you get your... Well, there's not really... Unless you have a corded controller or you somehow get tangled up Power and get cable. choked. Network yeah, cable. that's possible. This is another argument for wireless. maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you're, like, if you're licking it, maybe. I'm pretty <laughs> sure an Xbox can't go inside your body and cause a blood clot. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, again, with with sufficient application of force, it could be inserted in I you, guess I guess. That, but yeah. at, at that point, a <laughs> clot would be the least yeah, of your I, I don't think that's, uh, that's a big deal at that point. And you want to talk about nerd rage. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> glitch. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I'm cutting off your femoral. What do you think of that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> How do you like uh, the headshots now? Huh? Oh man! So like my ass. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and, and that's so he's like, you know, so I started watching it, and you know, it's a blood clot. I'm like, how is that the Xbox killing? Like, Not really. That's because it was the sitting stove media has... right loves to connect the wrong dots. Sure. Sure. I mean, what was the very one of the very first things that they seized upon with the the horror over in Oslo is ah he was he was a gamer right oh, right. Yes. And it's amazing yes, how much they downplay World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and, yes. and it's amazing how they, they, with certain other religions, they would immediately be, men- be mentioning you know this, this was a religious bombing, and the fact that this person was a massively whacked out right wing Christian, that never showed up on a lot of the news reports I saw. But he was a gamer. He was well, a gamer. Uh, that got headlines that. real quick. Yes. Well, certain channel I know we don't get political did mention yes. that he was of a certain persuasion uh-huh. in ter- you know of our uh, Arab friends. All before any news, yeah, actual they, news came they out. Speculated that he they must speculated be. though for about a good solid twelve hours beforehand. The so. point of this discussion is. The news is not there to inform you anymore. Right. They're trying to it's entertain and shock you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so and never if you have that. some certain amount of brains, like certain people in this room, when you hear a story like you question it. Kills, kills man, man. <laughs> you go, wait, how? Huh? What? <laughs> and if it doesn't involve the words fell from high above, then yeah. it's unlikely. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. So in other Blizzard-related news, since yes. Blizzard is all over our research thread like a rash this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Blizzard registers Mists of Pandaria trademark. Woohoo. Which has everyone going, ooh, expansion, expansion, Pandarians, yay, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all we know is there is a, a, a regular, you know, formal registration, which, you know, since it's public domain records, mm-hmm. people monitor these things to sure. get a, a leg up on what's coming up next. Of course. And everyone's wondering, oh, okay, what are they going to use the name Mists of Pandaria for? Is it a book? Is it a game expansion? Is, right. it, um, is it a way to get you thinking about that instead of something else they're doing? Uh, God <laughs> only <laughs> knows. They would never do something so never. $6 million strategic as that. Right. <laughs> the hand of Bobby has a long, long reach. So, yes. Yeah. But we'll see where they go with that. I, I'm thinking it might be a non-paid uh, expansion they may be doing. You know, so right now we're on Rage of the Firelands, right. and the next one everyone assumes is going to be Fall of Deathwing or whatever they're yeah. going to call that. No, I'll, I would doubt that. I they've mean, done the requisite, and they've done the same number at you know at this point in Wrath. The next one was Ice Crown Citadel. Did they? Yeah, because we had the Coliseum. Right, was the first big one. No, Old War was the first. Big part. Old War was the mm-hmm. the yeah. rest of the raid content, right. and then and then Coliseum, and then, and then Ice Crown Citadel. Ice Crown. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So we're standing, you know, at the four looking at four point oh point three right. as the next That's one. True. But and they didn't do raid content in one. Correct. They they did it right this time. Right. They, they actually had the raid content all the way through. Yay, That's Blizzard, true. you can learn. Yeah. Okay, well yeah, that could be a true. Well, I know that, that leaked document that they had oh so long ago of their development schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it it was pushing for their next expansion quicker. Much faster, yeah. Their timetable is very shortened. So we'll see what, what that turns into. Interesting that they are still using the Pandaren idea, which has always been a fan favorite, mm-hmm. but was always you know, within the game world was always a joke thing or a, right. or a simply for it's fun. It's a panda kind. bear in like a straw hat that drinks and does some sort of kung fu. I yeah. mean, that was. It's, 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 it's basically Drunken yeah. Master. It's, right. It's kung fu panda. It's right. Kung fu panda. Yeah. Yeah. With, with alcohol. Yeah, right. except with food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they brew beer. I mean, it's cool, yeah. but it's not really, I would say, something I care too much about or play <laughs> yeah or yeah no. i could see where they could make them a, a neutral yeah third part that both like sides the could interact peeps yeah right yeah, put, put, them, put them on an island make it a, on an island somewhere make it a yeah. quest hub as a sure. hold us over till the next big expansion or whatever yeah i mean like like Tosley station was in, yeah. in burning crusade but, or something but like they, that. they usually didn't need to register a whole trademark no for that's it. true so this that's is true. A, this is meant to be a product of some kind we'll see where they go for it yeah where they go with it, I should say. All right. Who's got what? Um, so uh, not mentioned actually in the research thread, but since we're on MMOs, so the announcement this week for Old Republic yeah. was they actually finally put up the video of the Jedi Counselor as well as expanding out what their uh, advanced classes is going to be, which the video actually made me go, wow, those guys look pretty cool, but they're stinking Republic, so who cares? <laughs> so... <laughs> We're going Sith, ladies and gentlemen. We're going evil. They also had thrown up a video from Comic-Con, which actually details the playable Flashpoint that they had at Comic-Con and shows you uh, a party going through it. And it looked really, really well put this together. This whole concept of Flashpoints. Yeah. yeah. Is, is this you know, kind of like an instance? It but feels a... like it. That's kind of what it is, except it's very interactive in terms of your, that's where you also get all the choices for your party to say, how are you going to answer this guy? We're going to shoot him. We're going to let him go. We're 
we're gonna, you know, say we're not we're sure. You, you don't, go, you don't go. go to a dungeon. You go to an encounter. Encounter mm-hmm. that lasts a long time, though. So, so it's, it's instance instance like, mm-hmm. right? But also the way that the the encounter plays out likely will have multiple paths sure. depending on how you're if you're going well, in as goody goody medium or right. pure sith well, you probably have different versions of and the you'll you'll see where because what it what it ends up doing is whoever initiates it goes in or whoever's the main person in the dialogue gets a bonus to their role but everybody rolls based on the choice they make and whoever has the highest number that's the choice the party goes with so they had yeah. at the end of this flashpoint you know, the the discussion up to that point has been kind of things like, you know, we'll take care of it or, you know, handle it yourself type things. But really, it seemed pretty much like you're, it, this was just to shift your light side or dark side points. But at the end of the video, you get to a point where this engineering crew gets sealed off in a in a starship and you're on the other side of the shield and you're like, we have to get these shields down. And they go, well, you could do you could hit this button, but there's no way because it's out there with you. And if you hit it, you'd actually, you know, open up the airlocks and suck us out. And your party then gets there and they're like, or you could run around the ship and find like six different panels and you could do it that way. Do it the hard way. And everybody goes, well, that might take a while, but you know, we really got to get into the command uh, bridge. And so you're given the choice. Kill the crew and get to the command bridge right away, or go hunt around and hopefully get there in time. And the, everybody in the, even though this was all Republic, they all picked the let's just kill the <laughs> dark side points. So they're all like, no, and yeah. They can you s- change your Republic character into a Sith? Uh, no, apparently not. You just can be a very, very, very dark, but Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, <laughs> we don't talk about him. No, yeah, exactly. oh, God. God no. <laughs> Oh man, oh, that ain't right. So that, but that was really cool because you know, honestly, obviously, I have not seen something like that in an MMO that'll give you that type of choice, which has a permanent effect then on the story because you've just whack whacked the entire engineering <laughs> crew. Yeah, not cool, dude. Exactly. I know. And, and the fact you get voted down by your teammates. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to kill. Them. We're killing the. <laughs> no, I don't. We're killing them. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm pushing the button. Sorry. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> you drift out into the open space. I hope you're satisfied. Yeah. Well, and Grail was like, "The see, those are Republic people for you. The Sith would have killed them and their family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would have been the choices. Kill engineering crew. Kill find them. their family and hunt kill them, them down as well. <laughs> Oh, I'm rather man. looking forward to going sit back. Exactly. Yeah. The way um, you, way you keep portraying it. I'm telling you. <laughs> so. Very cathartic. Like, uh, oh, yeah. All we've been thinking is yeah. Star Wars and Shadowrun. I mean, we bought solid stage drives last yep, night. Yep, we got our first piece of the new computers yes. that are going to be built specifically for, for the old Star Republic. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But actually also for the fact that we haven't upgraded our computers in about Forever. five years. Yeah. But yeah, so the first piece was uh, a couple solid state drives that are going to be big enough to hold my OS and a game. Old Republic. That's so it. you'll be running the application off the SSD. Yes. 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 It shall fly. Just remember to back that puppy up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. How uh how are those cost wise these days? Are they, are they becoming attainable? Yeah, I got my as one hundred and twenty. It has like five hundred and fifty up and five something on its or write. I'm sorry, read. It was like five. It's a SATA two interface, right? SATA three. SATA three. Okay. And yeah. uh, it ended up uh, Newegg. They had a deal going. It was after ten dollar mail in rebate, one hundred and seventy four dollars. Not bad. Nope. So we're we're in the land of yes. Somewhat not replacing reasonable. your entire no. storage just because mechanical storage 
for raw volume is yeah. still there's no way to beat that not yet no yeah. not at this time but yet. as far as for a price that a, a consumer can mm-hmm. entertain spending to get that wicked performance boost yeah. to put put the the boot files and the high Something performance that apps you know on you want to use all the time even if you're going to just put just the OS on there Windows benefits tremendously from yeah. that kind of sure. performance kick. Sure. So, but I mean, that was a 120 gig drive. You right. Know, you can realistically, I mean, even <laughs> patched to the nines, Windows doesn't get that fat. No, but uh, Knights of the Old is supposed to already be clocking in around 50. Yeah, that's or not 50 surprising. to 60. So, yeah, I'm expecting with that an expansion or two. That's the probably p- the programmers drive. are very spoiled <laughs> at this point yeah. because they, they, there's an expectation from their part that some people are going to have tremendous amounts of storage. Mm-hmm. And really, really powerful GPUs. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't really see them holding back as much. No. They're going to bloat their code a little. Because yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. they can. Yeah. Because they no, can. no one's going to notice, right? Really. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, the you know, we have a terabyte drive that I bought on Black Friday last year. I haven't, I mean, I haven't installed yet, but it's sitting there. It's and I think we got it for desk. like $60. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a terabyte. No, of- when I went to convert <laughs> my black box to 64-bit, right. I decided to just keep my um, 32-bit install on its own drive. And then to switch between that, I just changed the boot order. Mm-hmm. So I went out and got a terabyte drive. Yeah. And it wasn't even on sale. Right. It was seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. For a good performing yeah. one terabyte drive, yeah, seventy two hundred. Yeah, I mean it's they they're the yeah for mechanical drives uh, the normal cheap. hard drives super cheap. Yeah, they've they've kind of perfected the science and yeah. The thing is they've kind of pushed that as far as they can mm-hmm. without you can take the leap to a fifteen thousand RPM drive right if you want to upgrade your power supply yeah mm-hmm. upgrade your cooling. And have your computer sound like a 747 preparing yeah. for takeoff. It's just not worth it. Yeah. It's a tremendous performance increase, but there's a reason why we stick those in soundproof server rooms. Right. Yeah. Right. And you, and you wear ear protection when you go in there to work on them because, damn. Yeah, there's When you have an, an array of 40 of these things going, number one, the amount of heat those things throw off oh, is incredible. Yeah. And the noise is deafening. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's fun to... To play with in that kind of performance. <laughs> Bring it to yeah. my pretties. Okay, moving on. My precious. My precious. Precious and precious. Storage for my precious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was channeling Andy Circus there for a moment. <laughs> uh, well, I saw, interestingly, Andy Circus, who did the mocap and performance for Gollum yes. in the Lord of the Rings and is doing for The Hobbit, Hobbit. is also directing. He is the second unit director for the Hobbit. Oh, really? Movies. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the the um, mm. Peter Jackson put out the video from the first session of filming that they did before they went on break, and a good chunk of that was him and Andy Serkis talking back and forth to each other. Oh wow! Yeah. And it was amazing to see how much Andy Serkis looked like Peter Jackson as far as oh, he'd yeah. grown his hair out <laughs> straggly, his beard was growing, he looked like someone had beaten him with a stick. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, you see interviews with Peter Jackson between films. Right. And he's thin, yeah. he's got good color, his hair is trimmed, his yeah. clothing is clean. And then you see the behind-the-scenes making of movies, and the guy just looks like someone has been <laughs> laying into him with oh, a yeah. two-by-four. Because apparently it's just, it's just how the guy works. And apparently anyone near him in that role gets to work that gets way yeah. as well. Gets into it too, <laughs> I'm sure. They're just in each other's orbit at this point. And it's like, <laughs> wow, okay, you're going to start wearing Hawaiian shirts pretty soon here, Andy Serkis. Yeah, no kidding. 
But anyway. All right. So I got one that I mentioned uh, at the start of the show to you guys, but this was uh, Marvel Comics uh, unveiling their new Spider-Man. In the Ultimates. In the Ultimate Spider-Man, who is not Peter Parker, because Peter Parker got killed. (laughs) He is dead. So was he... Peter Parker killed before he became Spider-Man, or was he Spider-Man for a no, while? No, he was Spider-Man. Got, he was killed and he got in issue 160, I want to say. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. Uh, so Ultimate Spider-Man issue 160 uh, is when Peter Parker died. So now they've revealed the new person taking over the role, who is an actual a young guy named Miles Morales, who is of African-American and uh, Latin descent. Is taking over the role. So, and this is apparently so biracial, no less. Biracial, and so they're really going whole hog with the the future is multicultural. People deal with it, right? Yeah. Right. So, and they're uh, they're pushing the fact that uh, I guess this was inspired by uh, they started a campaign to have somebody on the show community uh, named Donald Glover actually take over, you know, put on the tights, who is. Uh, uh, ethnic as well and so that happened on the show and so apparently this inspired the writers to say hey you know let's take this in a different direction then. let's kill off this minor let's, character yeah. Peter Parker and replace yeah. him with this new guy Damn that'll me. go over well yeah you still have Amazing Spider-Man and all the other titles out there where he's kicking around right. but still it's good to see that comics are diversifying their characters especially when they have a, a universe like the Ultimate well, they which deliberately have gone there we want to have a playground yeah yes, I mean exactly. that's where you know we were talking last night with a friend of ours it's like you know you look back at the first First Ultimates, and you look at Nick Fury, and you go, basically, they were like, Samuel L. Jackson, we want you to play Nick Fury at some point. So we're going to write him right now. We are going to make this guy look exactly like (laughs) (laughs) Whether you consent to it or not, because we know you're a nerd, and you'll probably jump at it. Probably, yeah. Here you go. (laughs) That's true. So, yeah. Yeah, seeing more, a little bit more of Nick Fury in Captain America. Um, And I hadn't thought about it but have you guys seen Captain America no, I've seen it, tonight. Okay. seen it tonight I hadn't made the connection that of course in that era of, of Cap's history you're mm-hmm. going to see the Howling Commandos right and they're all there mm-hmm. um, and I hadn't just I was pleasantly surprised by their appearance like oh that's a hey, uh, well duh what the hell was I thinking of course it's going to be the Howling Commandos because it's that and eh, whatever the hell um and then, of course, at the end, you get another dose of Samuel L. freaking Jackson in, in the role of yeah. Nick Fury. Cause, and, of course, stay. Because he's a big nerd. But he, I mean, <laughs> he plays the role the way Nick Fury. Right. right. I, I know more than you do. Yeah. I am tougher than you will ever be, and I don't care if you're a superhero. I suppose he's going to get his own movie as well. I, that would not surprise right. me. It's wow, it's, yeah, that would be interesting. You think Sam Jackson can carry his own film? I don't, I don't know. think so, man. He's kind mm. of a minor actor. Say what again? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I can't get the whole line right now. <laughs> <laughs> Family rating. I Family know. rating. <laughs> Do you speak what? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> There's no shortage of... Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. source material out there that they can draw sure. upon. There's some yes. great stories in sure. there. Um, never mind the Howling Commandos. I mean, there's, whole, right. there's, there's years and years of that stuff. And they're already doing um, shorts to be DVD extras on things like Thor. Oh, that's Featuring good. Agent Paulson, the guy we've been yeah. meeting all along. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
who uh, apparently the community just now has tremendous affection for him. Really? So he's got his now. own short. Oh, that's cool. Of you know, what it's like to work at Shield. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> they've got one that's called the Consultant that they've released the f- the first little bit of on the internet to to tease people and say, hey, go buy the Thor DVD and you'll be able to see this short about the Consultant. And they're trying basically trying to get the. He's talking to another agent over a table at a cafe, mm-hmm. basically saying, you know, we, we need to present things to Nick in such a way that he refuses to do it. And we have to find the person. We should use the consultant. No, we are not using the consultant. Yeah, we should. Use, we're not calling the consultant. And they cut it there in, in that clip. So you're wondering, consultant? What the hell? Where are they going with this? I'm assuming uh, they mean um, Iron Man. Yeah. Because that would be the one who would drive Nick Fury right. out of his mind. Right. But we'll see. <laughs> so they are definitely get, they're playing the whole shield card in, in the form of DVD extras. That's cool. Yeah. So that Very brings cool. us neatly to our next break, mm-hmm. which I may or may not actually have had prepared. No, I definitely don't have prepared. <laughs> yeah, because I fail that way. That is how I roll when we start these it's things. Because you're too busy talking on the radio. What? This is what this is all <laughs> about. <sighs> Moving on. Let's do a little XOR. We haven't done XOR in a while. Yeah. Let's do my bubble point. That's a good one. So you are listening to. Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We will be back right after this. Would you like to receive automatic announcements whenever a new show is posted to the feed or other show-related announcements are made? Using your favorite social media services, it's easy. For Facebook, simply search for Casually Hardcore and like our page. If you like to use Twitter, you can follow the at Alpha Geek Radio feed for the entire show, or you can follow the individual show host feeds at GnomeWise, at Iolite underscore CH, at Gwenora, at Izzy Grail, spelled I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L, or at Daxa C-H, spelled D-A-K-S-A-C-H. You can also follow the feed for the entire Versus the World Network at VTW Productions. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW.
listening to VTW. 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 Productions. 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 Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live. <laughs> on ver- Shut your face! <laughs> You are completely <laughs> useless as a straight man. You know that? There's no, I mean, what did you expect? You might as well have just started going, I'm sorry. That's how you should have started this segment. It was my fault. I'm sorry. I I'm hate sorry. you all <laughs> so bloody much. We'll have to color code the start button for you. Maybe make it like a bright red so you know where it's at. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I know where you live. <sighs> I know where your child attends school. <laughs> Do I need to go on? Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is from the one who can't make time to learn how to do this. Her damn self, even as PAX looms over you. No. We're not doing live radio at PAX, you said. There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look how well the master does it. Yeah. I mean, come on. What chance do we have? <laughs> So, Shadowrun. <laughs> yeah, Shadowrun. God, I, it's like now I feel like I'm like repeating myself. Yeah, I know. Okay, Shadowrun. Yeah, we started playing again after our test run last week in Havasu. We played now here, and we had people make characters. We had to translate characters from 2nd edition over to 4th edition. Merely. And this is our regular playing Our regular crew. crew. So yes. we had Daxa and another friend. They were working on getting their characters uh, moved over. My friend's brother plays role-playing with us from Florida, so he Skypes into all our games. Isn't the internet great? It's beautiful. So he's played D&D 3.5, 4th edition with us. He's done Vampire with us. Um, So now Shadowrun, he's never played Shadowrun, though, before. So we got the other beauty of the internet is most role-playing books now you can get just you buy in PDFs. So we were able to get the PDFs and then send them to him and say, here you go. Print them out, start, off you go, uh, yeah, fill in the blanks. You know, use these, so this will help answer a lot of your questions. So as we're doing these characters over a long stretch, because <laughs> if you've never played Shadowrun, especially your first time playing... Character creation is a bit Character creation is long, because there's just so many options. It's really easy to get bogged down in, like, which gun am I going to use? Because there's 20 different, you know, light pistols or... 15 different heavy pistols, and what am I going to specialize in in my skills and all this? An embarrassment of choices, basically. So our friend who's never played in Florida, he decides, well, I'm going to go with something very basic, no magic, no cyberware, no uh, um, uh, Bioware or Matrix abilities. I'm going to be a dwarf. I'm a dwarf. I got guns. I'm a cowboy dwarf. That was his, he said, that was his stated goal. I wanted to make a cowboy dwarf. And I want that accent when he plays, too. So he comes and he Yes, little missy. (laughs) <laughs> about halfway through the character, you know, we're getting late in the night. He goes, well, let me send you my character sheet because I want you to Verify. take a look over it and make sure I'm not missing anything because I'm about to do my contacts. And as far as I know, then I'm pretty much done. So I'm like, all right, yeah, send it over. So he sends it over. Again, beauty of the Internet, Google Docs works wonderful. Booyah. I open it up. I start looking through it. I correct a couple things with his point distribution. And then I get down to his merits and flaws. Okay. And that's something they've added in Shadowrun. They had it in second they edition, it. but it was an add-on in the runner guide. Now they've really incorporated it into the main part of the game. And so he took some flaws. And one of the flaws he took was an addiction. Okay. And this gives you more <laughs> points to spend on your character if you take the flaws. So he gotcha. took a moderate-level addiction to elf porn. <laughs> <laughs> Was elf porn a choice, or did he make that? No, you can just say no. It's it's whatever you're addicted to. So he decided. So I was like, so you understand? This man should be playing role playing (laughs) games. 
Once a day, you're I gonna... spent my reward on <laughs> ale and whore. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, you know, once a day, you're gonna have an insane, like, debilitating craving. You have to excuse me. Elf I, porn. I, I need to go into the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> okay, I'm better now. So I was like, "That's that's solid right there." So, like so a uh, half-naked elf maiden with a riding crop would just be his kryptonite. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> his dwarven kryptonite. If you yes. ever come up against something like taps into your desires and and illuminates them, there's going to be a really creepy day with you standing next to that oh. guy. He, oh yeah, he tends to do some really interesting things. <laughs> in our role play. Really, he goes yeah. a, a little crazy, but it's really fun. It makes the game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that one of the interesting things from uh, if you were listening to Alpha Geek Radio last night, and you should have been because <laughs> all the cool kids were there. The we did the bit that Adam Savage did at Woodstock, and he was talking about you know having to deal with his two young boys, mm-hmm. twins, which he calls Thing One and Thing Two, and they're beginning to try clumsily to sneak around behind his back and search for porn, ah. and having to have the pornography talk with his you know is now adolescent kids which now is his pornography talk don't do it or you screw up my computer do it on someone else's computer yeah it was the way his approach is what i wanted to mention is Uh the the description of you why some of the things you see on the internet exist and his his simple explanation for the kids was the internet hates women which i think sums it up nicely the internet hates women. internet hates women what makes you say that is pornography an uplifting or a degrading thing for most women, do you think? Um, considering he's talking to his, heter- his uh, ostensibly heterosexual yes. young boys who were searching for, I believe the, believe the search term was big boobies. Ah, got oh, it. Oh, yeah. big boobies. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I mean, okay. But they saw some, you know, they rapidly saw some disturbing things. Right. And, and the explanation was, uh, yeah, well, basically the internet hates women. And <laughs> this is not really, and having to have, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to having to have that kind of a talk with my own children, but I'm going to have to because that's what's out there waiting for them, and I'd rather have them prepared for the d- destructive things they're likely to encounter before they encounter them, rather than having to patch up their psyche afterwards. <laughs> but elf porn, huh? Elf porn, yeah. <laughs> that's wholesome. That's so I have whole no problem with that. Elf porn is yeah. okay because it's not true. Yeah. Sure. Right. They're just oh. drawn shape. No, it gets worse. It gets so much worse in the shadow run. It was so this morning I was up reading through some of the books and I got into one of the augmentation books that has augmentation cos- that has cosmetic modifications. Uh-huh. That includes breast implants, penile implants. Of course. And so like wow, like probably they detailed this out for the system to let me know. How that's you know? Really? Yeah. That's not even fantasy. All those things are available. No, I know. Now. It's crazy. Is now that's that's not, not necessarily fun. robotic versions or sentient versions. But yeah, but you can mount you know Ares <laughs> Predator in that bad boy. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't unhear that. <laughs> you could just rock me to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. My well, God! You know what it might be? It might be that. But you know how we always kid with Roadblock that his. Uh, He's always, he always plays street Sams that have like point one essence. Yeah. So we always joke with him that he's pretty much a Ken doll because he doesn't have enough of any human part to have that part. Right. So maybe that's why. Yeah, we were telling implant. him the whole time last week when we were in Havasu that he had <laughs> that was the first thing they lopped off of his character. <laughs> that I won't be needing the this. first essence loss was his manhood. No, I got a permanent uh, elf porn <laughs> implant in my brain. Exactly. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, my. But yes. Oh, you're what exactly? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. And now, angry ticks fire out of my I nipples. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone off on a bit of a tangent yeah. there. Yes. Um, All right. Shadowrun. Shadowrun. Yeah. Role playing. That's about where. Games. Yeah, that's as far as we've gotten with it as characters. So we'll see probably within the next week or two an actual demonstration role. <laughs> you know, yeah, because nobody's comfortable with combat or anything that. In the game, he's yet. gonna be checking checking the ears of all the female party members. Saying, hey, hey, exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, didn't spend a f- specified gender, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, my inner eye! Uh, I know. I'm gonna have to smother him with a pillow. Mm. Okay. That's an addiction. You're good too. with that. That's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Grail, I had no idea you were a gasper. Uh, I'm telling you, that explains a whole lot. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, mere alcohol wasn't covering the number of dead neurons. Now I get there you it. Go. get it. Oxygen deprivation. Mm-hmm. Got it. Oh, yeah. I can find the start button. <laughs> <laughs> you want to run the board? <laughs> do you want to run the board? No, I do not want to run the board. Then you might consider shutting uh, your okay. mouth. Yes, please do, because our son plays an elf in that game. <laughs> Female? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Didn't know if he was you know, doing yep. the cross-dressing thing, like certain... MMOs? <laughs> MMO and tabletop role-playing a little, little different. different. <laughs> you inhabit your character a little less than an MMO. Yeah, you than, actually would have to role-play. You more role sort of ogle play, your character. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> and I have never... I have yet to see, because we have a friend who consistently played women. Oh, yeah. He was never a woman. Yeah, he never played ever. He a never woman. played a woman. His character was female, but, but he, he never a played a woman. He right. was a dude. If you're going to play a female character in role-playing games, play it like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name's Alice. That's I own right. my own security exactly. business. Right. <laughs> Even a butch woman, but at least a woman. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Looks fairly butch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, was that my out loud voice again? Yes. Hey, has Barry been waiting this whole time to talk? Possibly. Yeah. I've literally had nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Barry Von yeah. Awesome and his beard, Reginald. I nearly hung up twice. <laughs> <laughs> now, why would you do that? What did you hear that was so despair-inducing that you would want to hang up on a Skype call? It was Grail's fault. No, of course. Shocked I was. Yeah. No kidding. Elf porn. But the topic of the day. <laughs> oh, the elf porn thing didn't bother me. I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying. Okay, now I'm hanging up. Bow chicka bow Anyway. Yes. So oh, I didn't. I didn't call in to talk about Diablo three. I called in to talk about the Spider Man movie. Oh, okay, oh. Spider Man, or the Spider Man yeah. that the uh, the the new Ultimate Spider Man thing, because Grail got some of his facts a little bit crossed. Okay. Oh, fact check, fact check. Yeah, I'm here to fact check um, the comic book details. Now, uh, the Ultimate Universe was started uh, in as a direct reaction to the fact that uh, they didn't have any movie tie-ins when the X Men movies came out in their comic book lines. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make it much more cinematic, so that they would have things to directly say. If we're going to make a movie. This. If we're going to make a movie, uh, this here's some already some comic book source material that we can just grab. That's very cinematic and easy to do. And the Captain America movie uh, was very drew very heavily from the Ultimate Captain America line story and the Ultimates. Uh, 
storyline was the Ultimate Universe version of the Avengers is going to be is nearly exactly what the Avengers movie is going to look like. I mean, the lineups are almost identical for right. who who showed up and everything. And actually, make uh, sure, of course, you make sure you stay to the end of the credits. Yeah, not so much right. the end of the credits this time, and it's no spoiler to put this out there. Is basically the teaser trailer for, for the, the Avengers. Avengers. Right. Yeah. Nice. It's a it's a decently sized teaser trailer too. Oh, yeah, but yeah. No, it's, it's it's nice and beefy. Okay. So that yeah, you're right. You were right in the fact that that's where they got um, in the ultimate storyline. They made Nick Fury a black guy with an eye patch who happened to look exactly like Samuel Jackson, and so it was just natural for them to say when we're going to put Nick Fury in the movies, starting with uh, what was it, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Right. Um, they're gonna you know for him to show up that way, it was no shock to people that read the comics or whatever. Um, the Donald Glover thing, I believe the campaign to get him as the new Spider-Man in the Spider-Man movie that they're filming right now, uh, started because he made an off comment on Twitter. He's like, they should totally, I should totally try out for that part. And people went, a bunch of people were like, that's a great idea. Why can't you do it? And other people went stupid racist. That doesn't make any sense. They can never make a black Spider-Man. That's, you know, Peter Parker's white, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the backlash on him from that was, like, ridiculous. And he didn't understand it at all, you know. It's like, we're supposed to be living in a post-racist society and all this stuff. Supposed right? to be, yeah. Supposed to be. Sometimes but, the cracks but, do show. But we're not. So, um, I think that this is directly Marvel's way of saying, you know what, people, you're going to be racist about it. You know, we can't have a black Spider-Man, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to, you know. And we're going to throw in Parker. a little bit of... Uh, Hispanic, just to exactly. piss you off even more. <laughs> exactly. well, I mean, yeah, that that whole piece though came from that io io nine dot com, where basically oh. they said the you know Brian Mitchell Bendis said that he wrote this character based on he was inspired by uh, Donald Glover. Right. So I mean, that's uh, according to the website. That's where they got their you know where that all came down. Now I didn't know anything about Donald Glover actually making Twitter tweeting about trying. Saying, out hey, I'd like to try out for that yeah. role. Yeah, he um he also does a amazing um he's a rapper too he does uh mm-hmm. like and it, he doesn't like to be qualified as nerd rap but there's a lot of nerdy stuff in his rapping and he releases all of his stuff uh, under Creative Commons too it's all free to download. I'm Completely. seeing future content coming my way. I know. I don't think much of it's safe to air because he is a little bit. I, I don't want to say he's like a hard like he he raps. It, it's not um. Not safe for work, lyrically, I guess you might want to say. <laughs> we will not be playing it on Casually Hardcore, but there's no. another little show I do called Alpha Geek Radio that has the adult content warning at the very beginning of every Yay. show. He And he got his rap name that he that he raps under from um, a name generator for, if you remember, like online, it was uh, a Wu-Tang Clan name generator. So his, his rap name is Childish Gambino. Nice. <laughs> um, there's right, right. two. There's if you if you Google that, there's two albums that are out right now. One of them is kind of an EP. Uh, one's called Cul-de-Sac, and I got to look at my iTunes what the other one was called. Um, but they're both really good. And um, send me that info via the forums, and I will go download it and make sure it's appropriately licensed yeah. and start spreading it about the place. Yeah, the other one's just called the EP, and it's only five songs. Just I mean, I, no, he just, oh, okay. just stuttered a bit there. No, um, his stuff is in my main playlist on my on my iPod. I listen to it all the time because it's really good. He's a really good rapper, and he doesn't he refuses to accept any money for it. He just it's just something he likes to do. Hmm. Very approved, and he yeah he's got which uh, is he's very got another, rare. 
He's got another Barry album proving of out. anything and that denigrating thing. <laughs> yeah, Ourberry. Yes, I think the He's roots of his beard are growing into his upper brain at this point and taking over. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that my out loud voice again? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. All right, that brings us to another break. When we return, we'll be talking uh, a little bit about uh, your upcoming trip to PAX and what uh, kind of plans you guys are making. And then we'll be taking listener call-ins on the topic of how you feel about this money-grab, cash-grabbing fiend. <laughs> I mean, the change in Blizzard's attitude towards real-life cash transactions and how they affect gameplay and modding communities. Right. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And I got some Paul and Storm queued up for these guys because eh, I just love them. We'll be back right after this. Listen to The Emperor's Court, Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern, your three-hour break from Internet porn, www.vtwproductions.com. Cruel, cruel moon, please don't come out tonight, because when you do, my Emily Lou and me are going to have a fight. They say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're going to break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will turn into a werewolf and rip out my throat and kill me. Four weeks ago, me and Emily Lou were on the North England Tuck Port. Late one night against advice, we went a-walking on the moors. She thought she saw a doggy underneath the full moon's light. But when she tried to pet that doggy, it gave her a nasty bite. Didn't think too much about it until this morning when I reckoned There was some kind of monster out last night and 18 folks were dead My baby slept there next to me with blood caked in her claws Tattered clothing, guts and entrails clenched between her jaws Cruel, cruel moon, please don't come out tonight Cause when you do, my Emily Lou and me are gonna have a fight they say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will turn on me and rip my lungs out with Julie and my liver. Every time you think you know someone, that's when they change again. So Mr. Moon, can you help me out of this doggone fix I'm in? I lock my baby in the basement and reinforce the door. But when she's done lactanthropizing, she's gonna settle up the score. My finger's on the trigger of this gun full of silver bullets. But Mr. Moon, I love my Emily Lou too much to pull it. My daylight's running out soon and this door won't hold for long. One last chance now, Mr. Moon, won't you listen to my song? Cruel, cruel moon, please don't come out tonight. When you do, my Emily Lou and me are gonna have a fight. They say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will painfully transform just like that guy from an American werewolf in London. Then she'll tear my eyeballs from their sockets, then I won't see my baby anymore.
Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. And warm up your copies of Skype, because shortly we'll be taking your calls. And today's listener call-in topic, the whole Diablo 3 thing. Fiasco! But before that, you had some stuff to talk about the oh, yeah. plans you are making for Penny Arcade Expo Prime yes. later this month. 2011. Well, our Penny Arcade Expo um, experience will start with the Triwizard Tournament. And we finally have the first challenge, which has been posted. Um... And it's basically just the first challenge is when you're meeting up um, at the first bar. Last time it was just kind of hang out and, and they had like dr- drinks actually named. Yeah, they had the, the drinks named from things from the movie like potions or they had right. like honey. What was that? Butterbeer. Butterbeer, butter which was a really, really good, good shot. shot. Yeah. It was an amazing it had shot. It had some yeah. butterscotch yeah. too. It was, it was very dangerous is what it was. Yeah. Very tasty. <laughs> good. Yeah. But good. So um, the first one is you're going to meet up at your whatever, whatever bar you're going to be at. And it's called the Start a Term Feast and Sorting Ceremony, where you, of course, are either Dumbledore's Army or the Death Eater. and Within your house. Within your house. And your first challenge is if you're Dumbledore's Army, you have to drink one light beer or one shot of light-colored alcohol for every year you've attended the Triwizard Turn- Drinking Tournament, which for Grail and I will be two. Two. And, of course, for IO1, if you're on the Death Eater side, you're going to do the same thing, but with a dark beer and dark colored alcohol. I yeah. think we made out better here. No kidding. Way Starting the night off here. with a light beer is not bad. Not bad that, at that, all. That prepares you well for going ahead. So I figure I'll probably do a shot and a beer as a chaser. and just There you go. And just be, be done with be it. Be good for that. And I know you'll just do two shots. So. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so there is that. Um, well, well, no, we, we have to do four then. Why, why do we have to do four? Oh, okay. No, it's one, it's per one person. Every, one per, yes, okay. Yeah. I'll probably do four. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so there is that. Um, that's where we'll start off. But when it comes to the actual packs, they finally posted the schedule mm-hmm. for packs. Although there's a couple of panels in there that are, that are still to be determined. But one of the things that, of course, is going to be on there again, they're going to have their... Um, their opening ceremony, they're going to yeah. have the Penny Arcade Q&A, and they're going to have the Acquisitions, um, which is basically Acquisitions the D- Inc. Inc., which is the D&D yeah. live game, game with Will and and both the Penny Arcade artists. Yeah, Mike and, and, uh, and then Scott, uh, what's his name? Scott Kurtz from uh, Penny right. Arcade, or not Penny Arcade, uh, PVP, PVP online. Yes. Yeah. So that's on there. Um, there is a lot of really good stuff, so if you guys want to go to the... Uh, Penny Arcade Forums, which is a pack site, and then click on the forums link. If you want to go on there to where it says the schedule has been posted, maybe look in there and see what you're interested in because there is a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, we, we're definitely open to suggestions on things you'd like us to try to either record or, you know, at the very least give us give some sort of feedback on, on as to what, yes. what it was like. Um, as you look at the schedule... I guarantee you I will be at the main theater on Sunday for the Star Wars Star Wars yes. thing. So anything that conflicts with that, I'm probably not going to go to. Don't even bother. <laughs> Don't even bother. Don't even bother. Maybe we um, can ship Iolite to something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we will definitely be at the Star Wars but one yeah. on Sunday. Everything so. else is pretty much fair game as far as I'm concerned. But uh, that's one for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of really good panels. So, yeah, go on there, see what you think you might want us to cover for you, and we will uh, do our best, unless we just really don't care about it. So that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. 
<laughs> and we'll be sure to point that out. <laughs> We're just not doing that one. Yeah. So that was Iolite calling. Oh, okay. Yay. She's not so much driving back from Vegas as sitting still. Oh, yeah. Failing to get over the massive bypass they built. Around the Hoover? Around the Hoover Dam. Yeah. This gorgeous <laughs> piece of engineering that I've driven over. And apparently there's just miles of backup. Yep. Oh. Some, some kind of something has happened yeah. to cause massive backup there. So, yeah. so much for the high capacity bypass that they built that was going to improve traffic and shave. It half just an hour takes off. one semi. Yes. That's all it, it takes, takes to shut down and that entire route. And apparently that has happened. So please yep. send happy thoughts and, and whatever you can my wife's direction because she's Ugh. ready to sucks. kill someone. Oh, yeah. No, I've, that happened the night or the day we were returning from my bachelor party. Two uh, days before the wedding. Was that the one where you also wrecked the, the car? Wedding. No, I didn't wreck it. No, that was different. That you was were, a friend's were, bachelor yeah, party. you were in a car. Every time I've come back from Vegas, something has happened. So one time I had a car accident, uh, somebody else was driving, and then the first time was a semi-jackknife by the Hoover Dam, and we were there for seven hours waiting for them to clear this because a jackknife around a ute, the part where it curves all the oh, way this around. This is back when it was back before, before, the, bypass before the bypass existed. And so we were there forever and the only, we had no reception. The only music we had was one Lenny Kravitz CD. Oh, God! I heard that CD so many times and you really find out just exactly how repetitive of an artist he is. <laughs> when you are forcibly exposed to it yes. again and, and again, again and again. American woman indeed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry. Yep. So, if you are ready to call in, you may begin your calling in now. Uh, the yes. Skype address is VTW Shows. You can also go to the front page of VTWProductions.com. Look in the lower right corner. You'll see our on-air, or excuse me, I am online indicator for the VTW Shows account. If you have Skype properly installed on your computer be it Mac or Windows, you can simply click on that icon and it will automatically call us. Mm-hmm. So, you were making a big deal about there, there will be Star Wars. Well, there's a Star Wars panel, uh, panel or demonstration or whatever they want to call it. But basically, it's Knights of the Old Republic, The Force is Strong with this one, and it's from 2 to 3 in the main theater on Sunday. So, if you have anything such as Inside Gearbox software... Awesome video game data, game trailers, kids' video games, and psychiatry. You're just not going to get any. That's of just we're not. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so just it's just realize that. All right, thank you for calling. You are on Casually Hardcore. Who's this? Aharon. Aharon, how you doing? Good, good. So, what are your feelings on this whole uh, no modding community and real money auction house for Diablo Three? For the real money auction house thing, it, it better be that if if I can't get the items in game and the like insanely premium items that are better than absolutely everything in the game, then what's the point of playing the game when the whole point of that kind of game is to get the best loot and bash through everything? So how they implement it is going to be a big fat hairy deal to you. Yeah. Do you fear? I mean, which direction do you think they're likely to go? Uh, they're going to money grab and say the best items will be cash only and cash only straight to Blizzard, or do you think they're going to make it more people will sell to people and whatever happens happens? Um, from what I understand, it might be the people sell to people, but even then, I why I just wouldn't pay for it. Period. So 
you will you will grind your own gear and i mean can will that will the fact that people are going around with top level gear that they didn't work for grind your gears or will you just play your game and and they they do whatever the hell they want as a arpg i ordinarily would just play by myself and have fun destroy the destroy the demons blah 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 i don't care if they pay money for for a game they already paid money for so it's not going to affect your gameplay one way or the other the only no. the, the gameplay effect is going to be that there will be no mods for you to go download to expand on the game. Yeah, I didn't hear about the no modding thing about until a couple minutes ago, actually. Yeah, and that was the secondary announcement. Just a day or so later, it says, "Oh, by the way, you got to be online all the time, even if you're playing single player, and there will be no mods." Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we said <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> all right, just Aram, give me my call. Oh, go ahead. Just give me my torchlight. I'm fine. Yeah. Torchlight 2, baby, on its way. Thank you very much for the call, and we will catch you next time. Yep. Thanks. And we're now waiting. Of course, there was a pileup. Yeah. Waiting to call in. The minute I finally open up the line, it goes dark. Because that's the way the internet works. Thank you, Skype. Dang it. Thank you, Thigh Master. So just so you guys know, uh, PAX Prime's keynote speaker is David Jaffe. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So... You guys don't know who he is? He works All right, on you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's this? Uh, this is Fangs. Fangs with a Z, which makes it that much cooler. All right. My... <laughs> <laughs> that was the correct response to that. Sure. <laughs> so what are your feelings on this topic today? All right. Uh, so my opinion on the situation is that they're doing this as kind of like almost like a long game plan. I noticed this right after, basically, they announced the premium Call of Duty features with the premium World of Warcraft features at the same Mm -hmm. time. Uh, I I think you're absolutely correct that that this is not happening in a vacuum. I think this is part of a a larger shift in their business plan. Yeah. I wouldn't be also surprised that that they're pretty much like money corrupts. What can I say? Yep, uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir in in my case, just because I, I leapt directly yeah. to that assumption. Corrupts or motivates whichever side True. of the coin you're True. on. True, it yeah. motivates their decision <laughs> to say they will go where the money is, right. and they will absolutely. Again, I'll, I will say again, this is a tremendously savvy business mm-hmm. decision. I think this is a, an almost a guaranteed money maker for them, at least in the short term. Right. Yeah, the only problem with it. The, the situation is the potential side effects that could actually occur due to the Diablo 3 auction house, which is the most thing I'm concerned about, that there will still, if at all, be a small marginal illegal farming due to the fact that the hardcore mode does not have the auction house money option. Right, right. Mm. You think that people will find a way to hack and dupe anyway, and even a little bit of that activity will just nullify the good that the auction house could do. I'm I'm just from what I thinking within days that everything's going to be available for ninety nine cents. So it'll be no one will be able to make decent money off of it just because it'll be flooded with items that people have farmed. Either legitimately or not, either way, it'll just be flooded and the prices will be driven down to ridiculously low levels. So the ability to actually make money doing this, unless you're Blizzard taking a cut of each transaction, is going to be ridiculously small. 
also it will destroy the game in a sense. Because there, there'll be no there'll be no impetus to go out and get the gear yourself. You just go buy it, and you're all geared, and then you tromp, you just trounce the the content and say, "Well, that was that was short." And yep. what kind of a game is that? That's not even that doesn't even sound like fun. That's a money maker, is what that it is. That does not sound like fun. I don't know why anyone would want to play something at at, at that point. We will see what uh, yeah. how it actually plays out. But yeah, I think that's a very very legitimate fear you've got there. And thank you for calling in to express it. We'll Thank catch you, Vangs. You. Thanks. All right. Good to hear your voice, Vangs. We'll catch you next time. Yep. All right. We have now freed up the line for our next victim, but he All makes right. valid points there. Is, is out of the gate, it might either just get flooded with stuff mm-hmm. right. so that the prices get driven down. Over the whole life of the game, that may change. I mean, it may have a, a living, breathing economy yeah. over Maybe. time. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But... Uh, but again, like you said, it's not an MMO, right. so it may be different. I'm curious to see if they put that toward, towards an MMO, especially if they did it from the ground up, like you were right. stating for their Having it from mystery day one. one. Yeah, for, for Titan. Yeah. I mean, what would that do to like things like trade skills? I know, mm, right? Interesting. I mean, you could actually do a trade skill as a trade. But you bang. I mean, you could really, those with the most cash to spend on it could yep. actually raise it much faster. Indeed. Hmm. All right. You are on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is Agrius SW. Agrius hey. SW, how are you, man? Hi. Doing well. How are you guys, casuals? We are still Good. kicking. All right, now, what, all are right. you, what are your feelings on today's call-in topic? My feelings are mixed on the whole Diablo real-life money uh, auction house, really. Because um, on the one side, it's like, well, in theory, if you do sell, because uh, according to what I, what I, how I understand how this, function, how this system will function, if you do sell some stuff for real-life money, you can effectively use that money to pay for your WoW sub. Right. Exactly. Or anything yeah. on Battle.net, basically. Yeah, exactly. So if I wanted to get another, if I wanted to get the other, uh, what the hell do you guys call it, the, re- the, the retarded flying, guardian, yeah, lion, whatever. Yeah. Right. I already have the horse, so I was like, well, that's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, that's why my feelings are mixed on this, because it's like, well, it could be good, because, you know, I could basically get WoW for free by playing one of Blizzard's other games. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. it's like, Find well... Yourself. If it's flooded, like you guys, like uh, the, the previous caller just said, it's like, well, you know, a dollar each item. That's a dollar less, though. So kind of wait and see, then. Have to see yeah. how it sh- sh- you know, pans out. Exactly. You know, my, my, uh, my buddy uh, Copperfield um, and I are, are both thinking that same thing. It's like, well, it could get good, it could be bad. Like, you'll be seeing nothing but spamming, more so than you see, like, in WoW. Oh, can you imagine? Right, yeah. It's like, Ugh. and encouraged by Blizzard, basically, for the folks right. to do that, because obviously you want to sell your wares so you can, yeah, you know, exactly. like pay for your sub. <laughs> and the other thing that uh, my buddy uh, brought up, I'm like, ooh, that could be wrong, is if uh, Blizzard sees this as a, as a success, um, they might implement that into actually WoW itself, which, ooh. That's the thought, is that going down the line, and like right as we were getting to you, we were talking about, well, what effect would that have on things? Like, if, especially if you launch day one with it, if I wanted to do trade skills and I wanted to be, you know, the best or get my trade skill up as fast as possible, and I had some disposable cash, I could buy mats to basically power through a trade skill really fast and then be one of the only people on the server to. Uh, offer of really high level items, and you could charge a mint for those at the beginning, just oh, like God, they yes. do right now in WoW, but you know only with in-game gold. Now you can yeah, actually translate that to you know dollars. Exactly, it'd be like when uh, you know, like every time there's a new a new expansion to WoW, like the prices of mats go up through the roof. Oh yeah, 
like yeah. oh cloth and ore turns into stupid amounts. <laughs> Elwyn Forest has hundred people farming copper, and you know. it's like what the hell are all these people doing? What the hell are all these high levels doing here? Exactly. Well, and I really think that'll be a lot easier to implement in the new game than to implement it in WoW. You know how the community goes crazy when any major changes happen in WoW. I don't know if it would be too easy to start it there, but definitely if you started a brand new MMO that way, it would. Oh, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Right, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you much. Shout out to Copperfield and uh, Ambrosia Hartnett. All right. <laughs> All right. Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm easily amused. Exactly. <laughs> and so is he. Uh, <laughs> All right, the line is open if right. one more person wants to sneak in. Read through an email oh, while we wait it. for somebody oh, to come yeah, on. Yeah, hit it. All right, this one's Hello, CHW crew. I just want to say I'm glad I'm not the only one that is annoyed at Dresden explaining the site to me every time it is used. I'd love to see, you know, on a side note, I'd love to see a Jim Bircher interview. And if there's anything that the community can do to help make that happen, let us know. Uh, finally, the audio version of Ghost Story is well done in its own right. Excellent. It's not James freaking monsters, but I thought uh, John Glover from Smallville did a good job, and I found it worth my audible credit. And this is from Malaraj. Malaraj? Yeah, Malaraj. Cool. And thank you for the email. But yeah, yeah. that's... I'm about, I'm about to the halfway point in Ghost Story. You guys have... Yes. You both it. finished. I like to finish it, so you guys are kind of waiting for me to catch right, up. Right, we yeah. won't be spoiling. I'm doing the... Uh, Kindle version. Okay. So I didn't, yes. didn't do the audiobook. I, I burned my Audible credit this month on First Lord's Fury. Ah, uh, yes. So I have finished the... Uh, now, here's a question I have for you guys, if you, if you noticed this. And this mm-hmm. is a spoiler for the end of uh, Codex, Codex Alera. Mm-hmm. There's the whole climactic battle. Right. And good guy goes off, wins. Right. What about the two... Freaking enormous furies wandering around the land. They just never mention that again. They 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 fly away from them, right? And the final mm-hmm. you know conflict takes place elsewhere, and then they cut to the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. And never a mention. I mean, up to that point, they're saying, "Oh God, uh, do I dare you know sever her from the furies because they'll go on a rampage?" And he does it, and they go off, and then the the. Walking Mountain and the huge uh, storm fury right. around his head are simply never mentioned again. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, loose plot thread here. <laughs> it got better. <laughs> I feel fine. Yeah. I feel... So I'm not... I didn't miss... No. I didn't skip an important paragraph or anything. I went... I'm going back I don't remember. I don't it's remember been a while, then, so I'd have yeah. to look at the, the, back, the end of it again, but... Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's like, it's like a big old hairy deal about, oh, God, you woke it up, and, and it's and it's rampaging, and it's going to kill everyone in the whole valley, and nah, we're just going nah. to go over here, and we'll finish the fight over here, and then and then I was I was freaked out. I was like, <sighs> paging, flipping back and forth in the Kindle, it's like, hmm, maybe they left End something. of Who knows? epilogue. Epilogue. There's got to be a chapter missing here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there is. I don't recall, but I don't remember them anywhere else after that. Nope. Yeah. Uh, it just went straight from that to the beginning of the recovery. Mm-hmm. Or actually, they were a year into, into the, recovery the recovery at that point mm-hmm. where they picked up the epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like small <laughs> thread you left hanging there, Jim. <laughs> so 
yeah, I'm experiencing the same thing with I'm with Ghost Story, which is if you're not paying attention, the latest edition in the Dresden Files series. Book fourteen. Book fourteen out of like twenty one, I think he said that he was gonna go to or something like that. Okay, that's good. And I'm encountering the same thing where the the in the Dresden verse, whenever he the author comes across something like using the wizard's sight or encountering one of the major fae, which is the right. most recent thing I've run across, is he comes across his fairy godmother and launches into the discussion of why she's a badass and how yes. you deal with the fae right. and how you never offer them anything or ask anything from them and how they're incapable of telling an untruth that they can still deceive the hell out of you. He's like, this has to be the 15th time you've told me this, yeah. Jim. I mean, I'm okay if he would have just said, like, in this case, like, she, well, I mean, I recall she helped me like a year ago assault the Red King, and she gave mm-hmm. us some armor, and she turned us into wolves and you know dogs or whatever. And it's just a, without her help, we could not have succeeded. Right? I mean, some little recap of changes that'd be okay because man, maybe it's been a year. You this don't is remember the recap exactly. of the rules of the universe. But yeah, I mean, this is the same recap you've given us for years now of what the Fey are. I don't need that anymore. So. Yeah, it, just, it definitely seems to give you Dresden one hundred and one. Over and over and over again. I'm not sure if that's just his style. Maybe. Um, but it's, it, that it, seems it, to happen a lot with a lot of author, authors, though, because Laurel K. Hamilton does the same freaking thing. And it I used wouldn't to know because she crazy. lost me years ago. But even in the the first several books, mm-hmm. it still drove me crazy that it, she did that. Rehashing. She rehashed rehashing. the are you, same Are you just thing. trying to fill up a, a word count here? I yeah. Mean, is, this, is this literally copy-paste from another book? <laughs> like, mm-hmm, but see, compare? her books went downhill, whereas yeah, Jim's did keep, not. Keep going yeah, up. Yep. So at least there's that. His yeah. books still rock. Yes, and I'm hoping hoping that thread we got last week of the you know, someone who may have a contact that could make an Alpha Geek interview with him happen. <laughs> Excellent. That would be great. Yeah, I was watching some uh, from Comic Con. Uh, there was a booth where people could come in and they would interview each other, and they had one where they had Jim Butcher and Patrick Rothfuss, who you may remember from It's a Fish, mm-hmm. um, it's a fish. interviewing <laughs> Jim Butcher, and then the flip side of the next interview was Jim Butcher interviewing Patrick Rothfuss. Ah, uh, uh, nice. Um, and it was, it was really fun and interesting, author to author, talking about right. writing and how much you know. How I envy your world building because I can't do what you do, and how the hell do you do that? And yeah. it was a, a very fun, and you know, from that I got even more of a vibe off of Jim Butcher. Like, oh God, he is so one of us. I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, I, I, I could sit down and immediately have something, not touch on any of his work and still have all kinds of things to talk yeah. about because he's so obviously in, in the same nerd culture here with us and likes the same stuff that we do. Absolutely. And he looks an awful lot um, like Paul from Paul and Storm. Really? Um, I beg your pardon. I got it reversed there. Storm from Paul and Storm? No, Paul. No, Paul? Because he used to have, most of the pictures you see, he has really long hair and a big beard, and he's, his hair in this interview is cut really short, and he had just a goatee. And it's like, wow, you look exactly like... <laughs> Damn, okay. <laughs> but I digress. Um, it's a double So, finger. one may hope that someday we could, we could actually corner him and get him out in front of you. It's one of those dreams. For sure. I was, I was getting these great referrals from Mike Furman, and... Um, he, he was going kind of through the, the list of people he'd worked with. We well, get Will Wheaton. I was like, if you can get me Will Wheaton, I would have <laughs> checked off one of my dream interviews. <laughs> and he thought about it. He said, yeah, he is kind of hard to get close to, isn't he? He's like, you think? Oh, uh, my gosh. 
it's like if you seriously have a way of getting my foot in that door, I I may have to offer you favors or something. <laughs> <laughs> favors I normally would just say for Will. <laughs> <laughs> little bit anyway yeah. um <laughs> so yeah you know there's the dream list you know josh right. whedon jim butcher right. or, um any people of that strata that you're unlikely but weird planetary things at conventions can happen so i'm always on the lookout for the hey do you have a minute i happen to have this pocket recorder here with microphones attached to it <laughs> go yeah. so anyway you, i just carry those around in my pocket at conventions? Way. Damn right yeah. I do. <laughs> Actually, one of the things Will Wheaton is, has been tweeting about is that, he, or putting on his blog, is that he is still working on the uh, theory that you can never have too much dice. Yes. People so are still sending him dice? People are still giving him dice, yes. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. He, he's he's going to have the Scrooge McDuck style vault of yes, dice of he dice. dives into. <laughs> and there'll, there'll be a photo of him one day diving into a vat of D20. That would nice. be awesome. And then all the bleeding and the bandages afterwards. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> They're not all 20s. They're six-siders oh, and 10s. I said nearly the D20s would fill a vat. Oh, yes. Oh, man. D4s would hurt. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, God. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> No, 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 yeah. no. Just, it's like just take all the D4s out. Barrel of caltrops at that point. <laughs> Jesus. My face! <laughs> oh, God! I thought this was a good idea. Release. <laughs> was terrible. Although, I don't think his, he, he put a picture up, and I really don't think he has that many. I think he could have more. I'm not sending him my dice. He has very few dice. And he might, he might in, let you interview him if you send him your dice. <laughs> he can have my dice. <laughs> See? I'm cheap. I've never been shy about the fact that I can be bought and I'm willing to pay for access. To Will Wheaton. And a, a, a list of a others. A list of others. Just <laughs> like him, yes. I'm sorry. Is my internet man crush showing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> God damn me. Anyway, you have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. Yep, there's two hours of your life. You just ain't getting back. Right. We will be back next week. For your guys' last show before... No, actually, that's no. two more shows before right. you guys go into PAX. Right. right. Uh, we're going to be working things out so that as much as possible, we're going to have a very short life cycle from when they get something recorded, be it a panel or an interview or whatever, to when it gets handed off to me and I will get it edited down and published to the feed so you guys can have as close to a live feed of... Hello, Arch Nemesis. Yes. As much as close to a live feed of content as as is possible. We're basically Absolutely. take what we did at Phoenix Comic Con and refine it even more, shorten the life cycle, um, and get stuff published just as fast as we can. ASAP. We're also always looking for suggestions as to other kinds of stuff that uh, would make good fodder for convention coverage, recording places where good interviews could happen. Um, saw a tweet go out earlier from Paul and Storm. They're considering another doing Woodstock for longer. Doing Woodstock as an actual Woodstock style yes. three day endurance trial wow. series of concerts. So get a venue with multiple stages, whatever. And I'm like, Excellent. that would be cool. So cool. This is very good. Uh, preferably in Phoenix, I do, yeah. of course. Um, but anyway, keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com. For announcements of things like who, who the upcoming interviewee is on Alpha Geek Interviews this mm-hmm. week again to review, Marion Call will be on the show live Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Join the forums. There's always going to be a question thread for any interviewee. 
So if you have suggestions of questions you'd like to have asked of the interviewee, please post them there ahead of time so I can have them ready to roll when I've got them on Skype. We're also looking for suggestions of people to pursue as interviewees, nerdy, Mm -hmm. geeky, members of the tribe, whatever, people you would like to have interviewed uh, and like to be able to ask questions of. We're always looking for suggestions there. Those threads are all posted and ready to roll on the Versus the World forums under the Alpha Geek subheading. Any questions, comments, smart-ass remarks from you guys? No. No, I think we've covered it. Yeah, we've 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 hit everything here. All right. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And that has been Arch Nemesis. Mm -hmm. We are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.